Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today we've got Becca Vines on and she's a digital marketer. Hi Becca. Hi. How are we today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, Becca, do you want to jump straight in and tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, so as Daniel just said, I am a digital marketing executive. Um, I'm currently working within the recruitment industry. Um, so I work for a company called Lucid Support Services. Um, and we basically specialize in contract recruitment and project delivery. Um, so my biggest role within the company is social media management, um, content creation. Um, I do a lot on our website. So I work alongside our website developer and our content writer. Um, and I basically just head up the whole marketing department. It's me and my manager. Um, so we work really closely together to obviously pull together ideas, brainstorm campaigns, all that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's really fun. Well, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a marketing geek in my own sort of spare time. So I love getting people like yourself on. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the aspect you're in, you know, digital marketing with a, you know, focus on content production, social media yeah. is, um, is a, so exciting. It's, it's a massive part of, of uh, marketing going forward and Definitely. it's only going to grow, right? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. If anything, I think the traditional marketing of you know just professional marketing I wouldn't say it's outdated but it's definitely creeping beside mm. the digital marketing mm. um, and I think it won't be long before digital marketing takes over so using these social media platforms how do you adapt from going from one platform to another do you and for different projects how are you sort of um, being flexible with what you're putting out there from I suppose LinkedIn is very different to Facebook and Instagram yeah yeah so I think the biggest part of it like you said is being flexible and you need to understand your target audiences you know your target audience on Facebook and Instagram isn't going to be seen going to be the same as LinkedIn and I think just doing that market research and knowing your audience from the get-go and just building that foundation is so key because what might work on Facebook and you know a campaign that you do on Facebook might not work on LinkedIn you know LinkedIn is for professionals it is more for you know working and that kind of you know office environment the that sort of like sphere of work whereas Facebook you can like personalize it a little bit more I know obviously LinkedIn is kind of going down that more personal route and, and people are being a bit more personal on it. But I do feel like the majority of it um, is still quite work orientated. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just knowing your target audience, doing your research and knowing that it's OK to fail at something is quite important. You know, not every campaign is going to work. So as long as you try it and you learn from it, I think that's the most important thing. Mm, definitely so why did you choose marketing Becca well do you know what it's a funny story because I kind of fell into it um so to give you a little bit of a background um when I finished sixth form I did actually want to go to university and study psychology um but I took a gap year and started working at a different recruitment agency as an administration assistant um and from that I, I went in and I, you know, I did the admin responsibilities, but I noticed they didn't really have a big online presence and they didn't really have a social media presence. So I went up to my manager and just sort of said, you know, would you be okay if I managed it and sort of took it over? He said, yeah, absolutely fine. You know, go with it. Obviously let me just approve things and, and look over. I said, yeah, no, absolutely no problem. And from that, I realized I just had like a genuine interest in social media in the online world. Obviously, social media is growing day by day and there's so many more users. I think the last time I looked, there was sort of three 
billion users I think wow. there is now on social media like it's a lot um and so for me I felt like going into something going into an industry like marketing and social media you know you'd constantly be learning every day is a school day and I just really enjoyed that aspect of it so I kind of scrapped off the university side of things and just thought you know what I'm going to pursue a career in this and and that's what I've done and I've just taken every single day and every single experience in my stride and just used it to my advantage and and known you know because I have an interest in it and because I enjoy it I know that I can put 110% effort into it so yeah that's kind of how and why I went into it. That's really interesting, actually, because yesterday we had um, a guy on called James Alderman and he was mm. chatting about, uh, you know, graduates and how difficult they find it to get into marketing. Yeah. If you go and do a marketing degree, sometimes after you finish that degree, what you've learned might actually be outdated, especially in social yeah. media, because it's so it changes so rapidly. Oh, so all the time, the route you've done and how you've got on, would you recommend that to other people? 100 percent. Obviously, I don't. I don't think going to university is a bad decision. Like if that's what you want to do, then go for it. Like I'm sure everyone would completely support you. And I think to a degree you learn different things at university in marketing that you would, you know, experiencing it in the working world. But then on the flip side, you'd also learn, you know, more practical things. And I suppose on the job training, than you like obviously doing it in an employment environment than you would at university. So I think if you're the sort of person like me who likes to kind of learn different thing every day and just do it then I'd say definitely see if you can get the foot in your door network with people you know I think getting your name out there and getting a personal brand is is the first step you know if you don't want to go down the university route get a bit of experience you know do online courses there's so many free online courses nowadays you know the google garage fundamentals of digital marketing is brilliant 40 hours and you get a certificate at the end so you can prove to people that you you do know the foundation knowledge and you you can apply it um so yeah i'd say definitely it it is a route and it does work so what does a typical day look like for you oh that's a good question i'd say my days vary from day to day um, but if I was to sit there and say my my generic day would probably be going in, you know, checking all my emails, seeing what I have to do on my to do list, because with marketing, you know, your your job is never really done. And I think especially in social media, because people go on social media 24 hours a day. So I think where things happen overnight on social media, you do have to be aware of that. That's where obviously like the reactive marketing comes in. So obviously I have my to-do list. I know what content I'm creating for the day or for the week or for the month even. Um, But there's also that element of being proactive. You know, if something happens right there, right then, like an algorithm change, for example, you have to adapt to that. Um, So yeah, I'd say I have a skeleton plan of my day-to-day, but it definitely doesn't stick to that all the time. Um, But a big part of my job is obviously within recruitment. We've we've just recently, well, I say recently, back in April, um, we launched a new website. So I've been working a lot uh, with our website developer, just monitoring that and just making sure that, you know, our Google ranking is constantly going up and just making sure that it's as user friendly as possible, really. So that's something I I do every day um, and the content creating. But a lot of it is kind of being reactive and proactive. On that whole re- reactive side, I was wondering, obviously, with social media, you've obviously got um, quite big trends in the way platforms work. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, like a platform can almost die overnight when a new yeah. one is released. How are you guys looking for the next platforms to come out and see how you could potentially jump on that? 
Definitely, 100%. I think when I first started in my career, obviously TikTok wasn't really a thing. You know, I think it was musically before. I don't know if you've heard of that. And then TikTok took it over or TikTok became a thing back in like 2016. But it wasn't until 2020 that people started using it for not only personal use, but for business use as well. So now a lot of people that we're trying to target, you know, that new generation, that up and coming generation, that's the sort of platforms that they're going to be on. And I think video in particular is what is going to take over social media. You know, no one really wants to read these lengthy sort of paragraphs now. People just want quick 30 second, 60 second video to know information, you know, know what the next job is out there, know what opportunities they have, know how to, you know, write their CV to get it noticed by a hiring manager. That's the sort of thing that we look out for. And so I think being reactive and responsive is so important and looking for the next best thing yes but also making sure that what you do have is being done correctly and to its best ability I think social media as I've said earlier is is such an interesting space at the moment because Mm. you know we get such a wide range of you know founders and people like yourself working in different industries and the one thing that keeps coming up weirdly is social media is going into all of them and industries you wouldn't even expect so we had a venture capitalist on uh recently Mm. and he was saying um by building an audience across social media he's actually able to do more deals and reach more founders and more startups than opposed to somebody who just uses the old-fashioned ways of of trying to uh, of that industry so it's spreading across every industry and there's so much opportunity i think in the next 10 years for for young people or or people that in the marketing space to go to more traditional businesses and industries and say look look what social media can do for your business yeah a hundred percent i honestly couldn't agree with you more i think people i think there's still that element of social media that people miss in the fact that, you know, they don't think it should be at the forefront of a marketing plan. When really, like, if you're looking at trends and you're looking at where people are, that's really where you need to target. Like, not everyone is going to be reading newspapers or magazines nowadays. Mm. I, for me personally, I don't. So I know that it is going out of fashion and social media is where it's at. Mm. So I think in any kind of industry, in any kind of business, you need to you need to understand social media and you need to use it. It's, it's so important. You just touched on something there. How um, about the trends? How much are you and your team sort of looking at the data of what you're doing? So obviously, do are you able to see how many people viewed your stuff on Facebook as opposed to LinkedIn and seeing yeah. what's working and what's not working? Yeah, definitely. So I, I obviously have access to all of like the analytics of things. And on a weekly and monthly basis, I look at it and sort of see where we're going right, where we're going wrong, you know, what we could do better in, in the next month or, you know, the next week, whatever it may be. And I think it's it's knowing that, OK, this you know campaign or this post did really really well what it is what is it about that post that did really well and what could we do to make that better I'm a big believer in recycling content um so you know if we were to write an article for example on the top 10 uh you know tips to writing a cv to get uh, noticed by a hiring manager I would then put that out and then maybe a couple of weeks later I'd recycle that content through a TikTok video and I'd just be sat there talking to you know my phone or talking to an audience and just saying it because it's a bit more personable that way you know people aren't having to read it they're just seeing it and it's a lot quicker because you can do it within 30 seconds instead of reading it for five minutes so I think noticing the trends and noticing what people want is so important because 
I think within a lot of businesses, and it, it's such a subconscious, you do have a bias on things. And what you may want and what you may think could work, if the data is telling you different, you need to follow the data. As much as you probably don't want to, you have to, because that's what's working and that's what your audience wants to see. So I think being able to adapt and be reactive, I keep saying reactive, but it is so important, um, is is key. So yesterday we were talking um, with somebody else in marketing and Mm -hmm. talking about the importance of portfolios. So Mm -hmm. for anybody that's just starting out on their digital or social media journey, to get your foot in the door as a company, it's it's so hard now just with a CV. Yeah. Um, and so their recommendation was to either showcase maybe a small business that you could even start by using your social and digital skills, mm. which is very doable now, or just a project you've done for a local company or something. In, in your opinion, do you think that would be a really good way to help stand out? 100%, 100%. So from my own experience, obviously, when I started out in marketing, I was more admin in marketing. Um, and the way to kind of push my um, sort of experience was through writing articles. Um, so when I was at my previous business, um, I think I wrote about four or five articles, just, you know, generic ones of, of what I felt like was important. I, th- I remember one of them was um, how, to, how best to deal with stress because it was Stress Awareness Month. And when I went to my interview for my current place, I took them and just said, you know, this is what I've done. This, this is sort of my portfolio, so to speak. And also this is my social media. And I think being able to display your own work is really, really important. But you know, even if you haven't had experience in that, if you can create something based on what you think the hiring manager would want, like, you know, a social media plan or a social media campaign based on a business, I think that's really, really good because it shows initiative and it's it's really impressive. If I was a hiring manager, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> and for you, what do you think are some of the personality traits that are really critical for being in this role? I think being confident. And to to a certain degree, being thick skinned, I think marketing still in certain industries is seen as a little bit of an add on. It's seen as an extra, especially in sales environments, because, you know, in a lot of businesses, they just want to make money. And I think in marketing, it's, it's more of a long term investment than it is, you know, turning around to sale within a week. So I think being confident, being thick skinned. I think you need to be empathetic as well. Obviously, you are being a marketer. You are the bridge between your customer and your business. So you need to understand what the customers want and be empathetic to that and then feed it back to the business and, and, you know, show them that this is this is what works. This is what people are asking for and being proactive. I think that kind of comes into comes into all of it. You know, you need to be able to take an idea and just and act on it, work on it and, and show what you think would work you know go to your manager and say this is what I've done this is why I think it would work I've done market research on it this is the return on investment I am predicting based on other campaigns that have worked you know doing the market research I think is such an important part but yeah definitely confident thick-skinned empathetic and proactive I think you hit on a really good point there when you were talking about you know some industries Uh, look at marketing as an add-on and see Mm. sales as the number one important thing but based on the conversations we've been having with founders they are using marketing as an inbound channel yeah and they are building trust they're building relationships and they're not even doing any sales Mm. they're giving away you know information they're giving away knowledge and that's leading to you know 
you're basically getting way, way, way down the sales funnel just through your marketing. Mm. You know, it's not cold calling anymore. It's actually inbound digital marketing. So, you know, I think they're going to have to start taking, you know, paying attention to it because if somebody calls me up now and, you know, you you don't really know who they are, it's a cold call. Nine times out of 10, you're just not going to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, for you, what would be the sort of number one positive of working in your industry? Oh, the number one positive. I'd probably say the networking possibilities. I think being in the marketing world, so to speak, I think there's so many people out there that can relate to you in your not not even in the industry, you know, like I'm in recruitment marketing, someone else could be in retail marketing, but on a level you kind of understand each other and you can kind of bounce off of each other I'm um I'm part of this uh, society called the girls in marketing society and it's basically just a group of marketeers where you can uh, join webinars and you can have monthly chats and we have a group chat as well which is really nice and I think just being able to speak to people and and get advice from people is is so lovely and it's I don't I haven't really seen it a lot in other industries like I haven't Mm. really seen it much in sales industries or you know the automotive industry for example like I haven't really seen that so Mm. being able to network and just get to know other people it it builds that confidence in you and you know you are doing a good job because I don't know about other people that you may have spoken to but a lot of people I know and I even experience it sometimes myself is imposter syndrome yes in that yeah it's such a big thing isn't it yeah it is and it's it's because there's marketing is such a big 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 industry now and it's so competitive that you could look at someone's post and it has like a thousand likes on it and you can look at yours which is quite similar I know only has a hundred but that doesn't mean you're less of a marketer it just means that you're probably speaking to different people or different people are relating to you so I think being able to speak to others that are in your in in a similar position or, or maybe have been in your position are now five years down the line and are a bit more experienced in your in in the marketing industry it's just nice being able to have those conversations. But not only that, I think building a personal brand is so important. And being in marketing, you can do that because you're online all the time. Yes, okay, you're obviously being online to represent a company, but representing yourself, I think, is is so important, if not as important, because people will relate you to that company, but they'll also know you as this person. You know, people know me as Becca Vines, the girl that's on LinkedIn all the time doing the videos. And I quite like that because it's quite personable and people see me as quite a bubbly, happy person. And that is down to my personal brand because that's how I always come across. That is literally 110% agree with you. Building (laughs) a personal brand in whatever industry you're in, you know, whether you be like you're doing on LinkedIn. I I literally, I don't want to say it, but I almost guarantee you that wherever you wanted to take your kind of marketing skill set as soon as somebody finds your LinkedIn they'll be like yeah that's the one yeah Yeah, got it (laughs) done yeah definitely something about the views you said obviously uh one post by someone else could have a thousand so and uh, yours could have a hundred obviously with uh social media the or the way these platforms give uh the posts to people Mm -hmm. who aren't directly following you it's obviously sorted by an algorithm and they could pop up at any time how are you guys sort of maybe working around that or with that? Yeah, so the way we kind of work with it is by knowing sort of what ranks higher. So just off the top of my head, I know that commenting on posts always ranks higher and it makes the post appear, you know, at the top of people's timelines. So I think promoting 
for example, if I was to write a post about, um, you know, if I did one recently um, and it was a poll, it was about, you know, should salaries be included in the job description? Mm. And it had a massive, it had a massive turnout. I think I had about five and a half thousand votes. It had over a hundred comments. It had, I think, nearly a hundred likes. But it was because I, it was quite a controversial thing and it made people think you know luckily I didn't get any sort of angry posts like yes 100% it should be on there how dare you think otherwise (laughs) but it got people expressing their opinions and it got people talking and kind of considering both elements of of you know maybe why it shouldn't be be so you know public and and why it should and something like that you know you're, you're targeting at people because you want them to discuss it And that's something that I always try and get around. I want people to talk about my posts. I want people to relate to it. So that's that's how I try and get the consistency in things. But I do understand it can be quite hard because, you know, each social media platform, it has the prime times and it has the prime days. But if you're just one person trying to get everything out at the same time, it can be quite difficult. So I think just persevere with it. Some posts will work, some posts won't. But as long as you're being sorry some posts won't as long as you're being consistent with it and you're continuing a message I think that's the most important thing and for you what are some of the less favorable aspects of working in this industry I think I've already said it but it is very competitive very very competitive and I think getting yourself noticed can be quite difficult but just be honest you know be be your authentic self and I think that's where that's where you will kind of be at the top of your game and you'll succeed. Um, and also in that it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's still seen by some people, not all, I think a lot of people are making that transition now, but by some people it's, it's not seen as that important that important in a, in a, in a business plan, you know, marketing is still seen in some industries as, as an add on, um, which is quite sad because I think it's as, as much as it's growing and as much as being quite, um, it's quite apparent now that it works, you know, especially digital marketing. A lot of the traditional businesses, old school businesses, I like as I like to call, they still don't see it as kind of top priority. Um, but we're getting there. I, I, I'm a strong believer that, you know, in years to come, it will be, you know, top of the list and, and top priority. 100%. I think if anyone, you know, from our generations is, is looking at starting a business, one of the first things they think about is the marketing plan for it. Yeah. I'm Definitely. pretty sure they make the uh, the Facebook page before the marketing yeah. screen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and also, is there something that's probably not in your job description yet you still have to deal with? Um, I would say that's probably being flexible mm-hmm. in the sense that you know, ju- just as an example for myself, we've recently. Um, just one uh so we've recently won an award um for best it technology recruiter 2021 um at the recruiter awards oh, wow. which was a- it was absolutely fantastic like it was such a shock we were there and we were sort of you know drinking our drinks and you know they were they were reading out the uh the the names of the businesses and we just thought oh yeah like this is our category didn't really think much of it and mm. our name got called and we were like oh my god this is amazing but you know being nearly 20 years um, running that the business has been going nearly 20 years and this being our first award it was just it was absolutely incredible you know to to call ourselves the best IT technology recruitment agency is just fantastic but 
being flexible in the sense that that was something that happened quite sudden. And so I had to kind of jump on it and be like, okay, we need to shout about it. We need to get it out there, create a press release, make sure we get pictures out there, get our names in, in newspapers, you know, local online outlets. And so that's what I mean. Like some things can happen overnight. You need to be flexible and you need to just take it and you need to, you need to just make it, make it big and, you know, adapt to it. So I think that's quite important, but also learning new skills as well. I don't think in marketing anyone can call themselves an expert. I don't think I'll ever be able to call myself an expert because you just learn new things every day. And especially in digital, because it, you know, social media changes every single day. So I think definitely being flexible is the key thing on the job description that isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's quite funny. There's an award gone and you're like, oh, this is awesome. We've done really well. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, I, I need to start working. Where, yeah. <laughs> where's I, my like, phone? Instantly, my head is going 100 miles an hour thinking, okay, this is what I need to do tomorrow. These are the people I need to contact. And really, I'm there and I'm just, I'm trying to indulge in it, but I'm thinking <laughs> about what I need to do next. But if I could, if I could say a marketer's job is constantly thinking about the next thing, knowing, knowing what to do next, or at least, you know, attempting to know what to do next. And uh, would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? 100%. 100%. I think marketing itself is a growing industry and I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't learn something new and I like that because I'm quite I'm I'd say the way I work is by updating my knowledge and just learning new things I think if you're sat there doing the same thing every day it can get a bit tedious and you could sort of sit there thinking you know how am I going to progress in this career in marketing I never have to question that I always know that there are progression opportunities out there because you know, it, it's forever changing and it's forever growing. So yeah, 100%, I'd, I'd go into it. Well, Becca, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure chatting to you and hearing all about your career. No, thank you very much for having me. It was lovely speaking with you. Thank you. And if anyone uh, wants, wants to reach out, maybe ask some questions, uh, where can they find you? Uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn. It's just Becca Vines. Um, yeah, or on social media, uh, in Instagram, anything like that. Just pop me a message and I'm more than happy to discuss fantastic awesome. thanks Becca. thank you thank you very much